TLGPE DNA shares some of the tips and tricks required to deliver outstanding PE lessons. In these podcasts, we focus on the how to teach element of PE, looking specifically at how we teach, how we maximise learning and how we grow the individuals. Teach, learn, grow. The principles that TLGPE was founded on. Hi guys, welcome to this, the TLGPE DNA podcast. I'm Matt and I'm joined by Colin for this podcast and we're going to talk about subject knowledge, one of the four areas of how we maximise learning in PE. What do you know about this subject, Colin? Everything. Cool, off you go. <laughs> oh, I've got a headache. You should have said. <laughs> I am struggling today, so I'm going to try and uh, I'm going to try and battle through in a in a very manly way. Oh, You're lucky to be alive. I mean, I can see him, guys. He's he's lucky to be alive. It could be man flu. It could be terminal man flu coming, hey. which is not great. Let's not, let's get, not get too negative about it. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll soldier on. So yes, um, subject knowledge. So um, I guess the important thing here really is just increasing teacher knowledge in what they're teaching and I know that sounds obvious and daft but it's more than just following a unit of work it's more than just taking somebody else's planning and delivering it it's about building that whole knowledge base that supports that and making sure that they are comfortable in what they're teaching you know and that's that's the real critical thing yeah I mean I think one of the main things with the subject knowledge is if if I've or if, if a teacher has seen somebody doing something, so let's use, let's go different, cricket, let's say cricket. Yeah. So somebody's seen, that that kid doesn't quite look like they're holding the bat correctly, but I don't know what's wrong with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah. Just that little extra knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And th- there, are ways of, there are ways of getting around that, you know, so I think that obviously over the last few years, the, the constant way of getting around that has been to, Im- to invite in um, experts, yep. uh, external experts. Um, to support the teachers and you know when that when that is done well and correctly it works um, I think that you know where it sometimes falls down is that the people coming in aren't experts so they're, they're better than you but not an expert oh uh, yeah yeah um, they're sometimes an expert in something and blagging other things so for example you know it's a bit like a a French teacher coming in from secondary school to teach your primary curriculum and yes they will add value to your french lessons in your primary curriculum but are they going to add value to your english or to your maths or to your you know so they're 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 specific he's a good cricket coach in in your analogy yeah but is he going to add value to your athletics lessons or is he going to add value to your so you know i think that if from a school perspective you can use coaches and you but you need to do more than that i don't think that that's the right that's not the full answer a lot like a lot of things in pa it's not one answer yeah, yeah. there's a lot of things you can do and hopefully over the next 10-15 minutes we'll we'll have a look at some of those and try and, and point people in the right direction but you know fun, fundamentally the first thing with subject knowledge is is knowing what you're looking at and knowing the difference between technique and skill yeah you know so we we talk a lot about this and you know what what you're developing and what you're working on and what a child does and doesn't do and whether it falls into technique or skill and which one comes first and all that sort of jazz but in layman's terms for for everybody listening you know technique and skill are very different yeah so it's not somebody using a different phrase for the same thing it is two different things okay and the easiest way to remember it is technique plus game pressure equals skill yeah so that's the 
that's the uh, what are they called in maths equation equation yeah so equation of technique plus game pressure equals formula. skill formula don't know but you know, what know. I mean. yeah go so on. <laughs> what that means is is that the first place to start is developing technique so if we use uh, the analogy of let's think let's think let's think so let's think about kicking a conversion in rugby okay okay so the first thing to develop is the technique so that's technique is things like how I place the ball on the tee uh, where my standing foot would start at the at the where, where, I would where do start I plant from, my where foot, do I plant my standing foot yeah. one, yeah. would be uh, my how many steps I take back to run up at it uh, it would be the striking motion would be part of the technique so my legs swinging through does it come through bent does it come through straight uh, my head position my eye position all those kind of things would fall under technique and I would develop my technique to allow me to become more skillful at it yeah. okay so I can do various different things to develop components of that technique I can look at different run-ups I can look at different kicking off different legs I can look at different distances and the power I need to generate. I can work on my technique in quite a in-depth sort of way. Yeah. When I then run out at Twickenham for England and it's the 79th minute of the World Cup final and I uh, am 20 metres out, slightly left of post and I'm lining up my penalty or my conversion to win the World Cup. And I cannot believe they've played it on this Hurricane windy day. Hurricane windy day. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And, and no one, no one prepared the lesson, so the ball's a little bit flat. And uh, <laughs> no, so I, when I step up in that scenario, I instantly have added game pressure. Obviously, you go. Is it a conversion or a penalty? It doesn't game? really matter, does it? One yeah. that you're gonna have people running at you as well is the point. You know? Oh, okay. So yeah, we'll go with we'll go with the conversion <laughs> for the purpose of that. Yes, I'm also gonna have people running at me to add to the eighty thousand people wanting me to score to win the World Cup for England. So I've got a little bit of game pressure. I think it's safe to say. Yeah. So technique plus game pressure starts to see where my skill level is. Okay. Yeah. So if if my technique has not been practiced with game pressure when that game pressure comes my skill is not going to be at the right level yeah okay so what's going to happen is i'm going to panic under pressure all the different things going on in my mind are going to get in the way and i'm going to kick it like i've got a foot like a 50p and it's going to go out Toblerone boots. <laughs> yeah it's going to go out on the five meter line rather than going through the post and i'm going to be ridiculed forever and never allowed to step foot on a rugby pitch again because the game pressure got to me and subsequently my skill wasn't at the right level. So my technique failed under pressure. Yeah. So how do you how do you deal with that? So you deal with that by creating an environment where you learn with game pressure. So you actually become a better learner, you become a more skillful player if you learn in a game situation. So take that into PE. Now we're talking about I want to teach somebody how to dribble a hockey ball. Okay. Yep. So I'm, I might start with some technique development, only just to start with. So I might show them where to place their hands. I might show them how to roll the stick. I might even show them just how to dribble to a line and back. But from that point forward, everything I want, I do, I want to do with a little bit of game pressure. Now that doesn't mean I want to do it like the World Cup final. It just means I want them to think about something else as well. And as it might dribbling. just be one thing. Like yeah. Just, yeah. So it might just be traffic. 
It might be I want you to dribble around this square, but there's other people doing it as well. So you've got to look up a little bit. There's just something else to think about. Yeah. Or I might do it where I want you to dribble, but now we've got someone trying to steal your ball. So there's something else to think about. Because in a game, there is always something else to think about. You can't just focus on my technique. Okay. Yeah, agreed. So the more you learn with game pressure, and game pressure doesn't mean match pressure, by the way. It just means something else to think about in the game. Yeah you will develop a more skillful athlete. And if you develop a more skillful athlete, then they will be able to make decisions, they'll be able to face those challenges that come at them, so that I've trained an environment where I can knock over a conversion. And, you know, to, to give you a, a, a scenario, a, a real scenario, uh, Johnny Wilkinson, when he when he sunk the right foot drop kick to win the 2003? World Cup. Rugby World Cup, was it 2003? It was, yeah. Um, 15 so, years this year. Yeah, so Johnny Johnny Wilkinson is left-footed, by the way. Yeah. So that's the first thing that not everybody knows who's not a big rugby fan. So not only did he sink it in the last minute of the World Cup to win it in Australia against Australia, he did it with... Can we just have a moment to think about that again? He did. Lovely. He did it basically with his... What every other player on the planet would class as his swinging leg. You know, that, that's just the one that swings. Leg, well, no, it's just what, if you're going to kick with it, you just swing it, don't oh, you? Oh, sure, you mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's either your standing leg as in this one I plan, or if you, if I do have to kick my left foot, I just swing my foot and hope it... Yeah. Get, Power, hopefully, yeah. the direction of work, yeah. So, and then people go like, wow, that was lucky, wasn't it? You know, that, right, it was everything but luck. <laughs> if you've ever read Johnny Wilkinson's book, this guy used to practice about 500 drop kicks a day on each foot. There's stories where he wouldn't leave the training ground until he got 100 consecutive through the post. Yeah. And he gets to 99, miss one, one, and start again. You know, so this isn't a bloke who who has just like got lucky first and foremost. So he's practicing, practice, practice. But then when you look at the training that they do for that drop kick, he would never stand there and just drop kick with nobody coming at him. No. So he would always have the ball fed to him. Somebody would always pass to him because that's part where you could go wrong. You know, I've got to move my feet. I've got to catch the ball. And then he would have somebody running at him. Because in a game, you're not going to just sink a drop kick with nobody running at you. No, of course you're not. Especially in the last minute of the World Cup yeah. final. So can I do it when something else is in my eye line? Because ultimately, if I do it without that, all I'm focusing on is the ball. But if anyone's ever played rugby, you do know that whilst you watch the ball, a bit of your eye is taken by the person who's about to plant you into Big the floor. bit when I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, you add that game pressure to your practice which makes you less likely to fail in the, the real scenario. Man, sorry, I'm no, ranting, no, go but, on. but I watched a documentary about Man City. Yeah, You know that um, one on Amazon, the all or nothing thing? That's it, I was trying to which think Which is what it was brilliant, the by day. the way, brilliant. And um, in their training environment, and I think they do it at St. James's, St. Giles, St. James's Park, the England FA thing? St. James's Park, St. Giles Park, the one in Burton. I know the one you mean. Uh, I can't think. Yeah, go on, anyway, anyway I'll come back to it. They, um, they, they have audio played into the training environment. So they'll put crowd noise in. Because when you're looking at like communication and stuff, you know, organizing your defense in a on a playing field or a training pitch with nothing else going on uh, is yeah, quite simple. Yeah, yeah. But then if you put X amount of decibels of noise into the room, it changes how you communicate. Whether it changes the volume, whether it changes you do it by, you know, so they, they try and create the environment that they're going to ble- learn in or be in in this case when they train because that increases the skill level. That's amazing. Isn't Do you it? get what I mean? So it's it's quite simple, but you would I wouldn't have thought of that really. No, no necessarily. No, it's not. Like, right, like it's not like bowling machines. Have you noticed now that bowling machines come out of the arm? So have you seen that? 
So in cricket, you used to come out the front of the machine. Yeah, it? so yeah. a bowling machine is used in cricket to basically get batsmen uh, just hitting the ball. It's, it's to save somebody running up and bowling. I mean, it pops out of a hole. You feed it in and it just fires out. Now they've developed them where there's a screen on the front of the uh, bowling machine, right. which is human size. And he runs up, he moves, and then the hand comes over and then it pops out the hole in the place where the hand is on the screen. Awesome. So you actually start to watch the ball coming out of the hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you don't, if you didn't do that, then obviously you would be looking at one point all the time. When if they move their run up to the left or the right, yeah. you don't watch the hand. You watch where you think it's coming from, yeah. and subsequently you're not in the line of the ball. So it's it's they're, they're technical developments that, that that clubs have come out with, and you know people have come out with to aid it. But fundamentally, all it's trying to do is make the practice as game-like as possible because that increases skill level. Yeah, I mean, all, all of those, those things you've just mentioned, you know, the city thing, the cricket thing, they'll have come from feedback from people who are involved in the training, involved in whatever's happening. So going back to putting it into PE, primary PE, yeah. um, these kids will need specific feedback as well for what they're doing right and wrong. Yeah, and that's part and again, of again, back to the subject knowledge, knowledge is you, you need it. You yeah. need that knowledge to be able to say. You hear it a lot. You know, in years gone by when I first started doing this, I'd probably done it as well. You see something, you go, oh, well done. If a kid ever turned around to me and went, what for? Just well done. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, looked, it looked good. Well done. Yeah. But you need to, well done. Your hands are in the right position. Oh, well done. You just, you remember to twist your body the right way yeah. round or whatever it may be. Those little pearls of wisdom, if you like, or just bits of knowledge yeah. are going to make a huge huge difference yeah and, and that's you know generally something has gone well because a element of their technique has stood up yeah so it's something they have done from that technique development has worked in a game environment to make it a skillful piece of uh, a skillful activity yeah so you've got to be able to break that down quite quickly and go right that worked because you know that pass worked because your hand came through at the right pace to release the ball to make it catchable. Because what generally happens when you start adding game pressure into throwing and catching is that the throw becomes more powerful because people panic. Or to get rid of it quickly. Yeah, yeah so it's just like, poof, gone. So now what I do want to do at this point, because I'm sitting there listening to you and thinking, is that we're making this sound really complicated because you know we're talking about pro league clubs and you know high level development. From a, from a school point of view, you're looking at technique development and putting some game pressure in so that you increase the skill level. That's all you're doing. Yeah. And to to increase their technique, you have to know which bits of it aren't going aren't going well. And technique is just broken down. So you know, if I was I was watching one of the videos that accompany this suite that where you'd done some teaching in a in a PE lesson and um, you know, one of the things the specific feedback was I think it was a handball lesson and you kept saying your elbow needs to be higher. The reason they aren't catching it is because your elbow's not higher. And as soon as the kid put his elbow up and threw it properly, for want of yeah. a better word, it got caught. You know, it was it was as simple as that. But rather than just saying, you need to throw it more accurately or you need to throw it softer or you need to throw it harder and just general, general stuff, yeah. it was like, your elbow needs to be higher. That's all it was. And as soon as you got your elbow above your shoulder, the throw became more easy to catch. I am good. Yeah, but it was the specific <laughs> feedback. And... You know, not not commentary. Yeah, I think that's the that's the underlying pin to this one is that don't commentate on lessons. Oh, it's great, well done, well great pass. You know, great pass is almost there, 
Get wide, get wide, get wide. Yeah. Who? Why? But why is it a great pass? You know, why is it? What makes it a great pass? You know, it was either the direction was good, it was played in front of somebody, it was the right decision. You know, and don't be afraid to pull people over. Yeah. And say that to them rather than shouting it out to everybody. You know, bring them to one side and say, look. That was fantastic. What 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 I was really pleased about was the fact that you got your head up. You know, you managed to have you managed to create enough time where you could look around and see all the options. And then, do you know what? It might not even have been the right option that you chose, but I'm just so pleased that you picked you an, made an option. option. Yeah, I you mean, know, you made an option. You made a decision. You get you get quite a lot of you know that was you know well done, Wendy. That was a lovely pass. Really, really good pass. You get looked at a bit funny as if they, it didn't go to anybody in my team. Yeah. To, no. But what you did, the way you delivered that pass was superb. The way you uh, pulled your leg back and planted your foot the right way, looked up, whatever, whatever it may be. Yeah. It's just, you know, possibly not the best option because there was no one there. But if there was, wow, what a great, you know. Yeah, but you see, this is where, this is where you look at what is success in two, in two fronts. Because generally in PE, a lot of stuff has two stakeholders in its success. Yep. So it has two people responsible for it working. You know, so if that's a if that's a, a shot at goal, the shot's got to be good and the goalie's got to let it in. So yeah. if I if I hit it and you dive out of the way, is it a good goal or is it bad goalkeeping? Yeah, if I if I pass the ball to you, is it a good pass or is it bad control? Yeah, it depends where the pass is. Or is it a bad pass and good control? Yeah. Or were they both good? You know, so just because something works doesn't make it good or bad. Yeah. It's it's deeper than that. You know, and also things like if you're talking about netball or basketball and you're talking about shooting, you know, yeah, what is success? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is success it going in or is success the right technique? You know, if you have 10 children, 10, sorry, you have a child who has 10 attempts at shooting, but they do it technically wrong and it goes in every time, or you have 10 attempts and it misses every time, but it's technically perfect or near as damn it, yeah. which one's better? You know, I I think the techniques it can be developed on. Yeah, and, and I, I've seen where, you know, kids have played netball or they've done a shooting game and they've come from kind of, the balls come from the knees upwards, you know, like a, like the, almost like a sling throw, like a, yeah, like, like a cable toss type yeah, yeah. throw. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they haven't, because, and generally that's down to the post being too high, by the way, because they can't get the power in the hands to... Equipment ready. Yeah. But, so they go with the underarm throw and it might go in. But is it developing the right technique and subsequently the skill? No, because as soon as you get into a match situation, someone's going to put their hands up in front of you. Yeah. So your game scenario is going to stop that technique working. Yeah, absolutely. Therefore, you are not developing skill. Therefore, it's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. The other thing with the feedback is uh, like the language that you use. Yep. Uh, I don't. I don't mean the obvious of that would brilliant, mate. Yeah. I mean sports specific, specific vocabulary. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Or yeah. at least. PE specific vocabulary. It's yeah, specific specific vocabulary is, is absolutely right. You've got to be, you know, it goes back to that non-commentary element of it. It's about using the right words, the right terminology, the right expression at the right time and and not just being generic. Not, you know, don't get me wrong, if you if you listen to this thinking, well, you know, we still should praise people. Of course we should. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. It, this isn't an either or thing. This is just, you need to also do this. Because if you're just going to go, oh, that's brilliant, well done. That's fine. You know, you can throw that in as well. But also you need, you know, this was particularly good. This element was excellent. Because then the children know if they're if it's breaking down and it's not quite working, well, I know it can't be that part of the technique because that bit works. He specifically told me that. 
Yeah. So it might be this part of the technique because it is a it's a cog mechanism. You know, you have to get it all right for it to work. Yeah. So you know, I think I think it's really important. And I also think that the game context of it all is important as well. You know, that's the other thing. What What other things do you think are useful to aid your subject knowledge? You know, if you're if you're struggling with a particular sport or PE in general, you know, there's yeah. What, what I'm alluding to there is you, know, you can use the media. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can. You can use the media, and you can use media. Media, so you had yeah, so, the media. But so yeah. you, well, you can because you know you can. I remember many, many moons ago teaching netball and and really struggling with it, and and ended up sat one Saturday watching an international netball match. <laughs> you did. You and, messaged me throughout that. Actually. And you know, I, I kind of I thought, God, my this is what my life has become. You know, where I'm so engrossed in trying to get it right that I sit watching netball on a Saturday afternoon. And I have nothing against netball, please, by the way. Apart from my experience of being on a netball <laughs> coaching course. Oh, man. Well, the problem with that was, and it was many years ago, and hopefully it's changed now, but when I when I did a level one netball course, on the introduction welcome letter thing they sent, it reminded all participants to have their hair tied back and their nails clipped, which uh, I guess they probably wouldn't do now, but it was very much like going into a, a woman's world, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and your skirt was too big as well yeah and then when I went on the course it was like I just didn't get it I think is the, uh, the, the lady bless her blew her whistle an awful lot in a very short period of time every time I got the ball she blew the whistle and it really started to frustrate me like you know really frustrate me because I'm like I don't understand why you keep blowing the whistle and it's like because oh, your foot's moving when you catch the ball I'm like it's not but I, you know what she could have done was actually just take a little video of me and showed me and then I might have understood that it was moving but anyway that's by the by um, so my my empathy and understanding of netball at that point was quite low anyway and then when when we needed to push it even further it's like right I need to get better at this you know that's just the way it is so I, I watched it a lot of it I think I watched about five games back to back enjoy it I'm not no I'm not you're nodding but I'm not going to lie and say I enjoyed it because I think that would be uh, false I didn't dis did you learn from it I learned from it and I didn't I didn't not enjoy it I, I could think of better things to do on a Saturday as I'm sure we all could yeah. but I understood that in order to be able to teach it more effectively I needed to know more about it and to know more about it I might as well watch people who are damn good at it by the way I think you know it was an international tournament yeah. so you're watching the best and you're listening to the commentators because they know what they're talking about as well so that that helps you learn same as when you watch football you know you watch football on a Sunday afternoon and you've got Jamie Carragher and Jamie Redknapp they know their stuff so when they're talking about decision making and you know defensive formations and attacking principles and you know they're talking about how quickly they recover after being shot by a sniper from the stands, <laughs> yeah. you know. But they talk about the like you know the, the the depth or the pace of the team or the you know the the pressing and things like that. You know, nobody really knew about pressing until people started talking about it on football. And it's like, what is pressing? It's like well, they're just putting pressure on the ball. What's tiki taka? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Bounce you back can ability was good. you can use the media. Or you can have media. So if you don't really know what a good example looks like, or you know, then find one on YouTube, or find one on your system that you use, or find one around you that you can show to the children and say, right, look, this is a really good example of dribbling on the open and the reverse stick side in hockey. Yeah. This is how you eliminate defenders by attacking their right foot and then moving the ball to their left foot. I don't understand what you mean. Right, watch this. Have a look. See how this guy attacks the open stick side and then moves the ball across the defender to beat them. 
that's what I want you to practice with this technique development and subsequently when we get into a game situation this skill development you know so use the things around you but and that helps putting it into a game context yeah you know so this is the other thing and again one of the things that I really liked when we were doing your filming stuff um, was again it was it might have been the same handball lesson I don't know but we were talking about shooting you were talking about shooting at goal and you weren't actually doing a shooting at goal game you were just talking about the technique of the overarm throw and how it comes from above and you know elbow above shoulder and all that and how the ball is aimed downwards yeah and you kind of went into like you know where's the hardest place for a goalkeeper to save it you know the corners right high in the corners or low in the corners low in the corners right and then you went over to a goal that was already set out because it was on like a football mugger and you sort of you sort of threw the ball into the goal and it just it, it made it it resonated the fact that actually we're learning this you it know, was relatable to yeah what yeah we were yeah. we were I think the game was like a pass and follow type game in fairness yeah, it was, yeah. Um, and it was like right well why are we doing this well because if you want to get better at the game this is a skill you need to develop so we're not going to do that by just throwing it at the goal we're going to learn it in different ways but it made it relatable so it's like ah, oh, okay you know it makes sense why are we doing this dribbling with the open and reversed side because look this is what happens when you get the game you cannot beat somebody unless you can manipulate the ball yeah that's the fact that's a huge thing you know and kids are come play a match today no why not because yeah. you know and it almost you part part of you sometimes wants to go yeah okay we will but you can play a game okay, yeah sorry a match yes that's my yeah well that, no, no no that's that's a, a really valid thing because we, we when we talk about game pressure we, th- we think about matches but game pressure is anything it's, it, game pressure might be time game pressure might just be uh, an expectation for something to be done you must do 10 of these yeah, yeah, yeah just something else to think about rather than just dribble to cone go round cone dribble back from cone next one in the line dribble to cone dribble round cone dribble. because does it look like a game you know this is I'm, I'm going to finish because you're looking at me and tapping your clock but oh. so if <laughs> If you're doing something, does it fit into the game? Okay, so if you're doing a warm-up and you are having the the kids run around the, the field as their warm-up, just think to yourself, is that game relevant? Is that the sort of movement that the children will play in this game? So if I if I go and coach at a hockey club and the children are the coach would say, right, go and warm up, go and do two laps of the pitch. I'm not sure that in any game of hockey, the children will will replicate that movement no. at that pace in that way. I think they're much more likely to move dynamically, quickly, change of directions, forwards, backwards, left, right. So subsequently when we warm up, I'd rather play a game like netball or, or end ball or handball, or I'd rather play a game with them where they're just getting their hand-eye coordination working they're getting their foot movement going in different directions because that's more game relevant I might even change it from M ball to roller ball where they have to roll the ball because that's then getting their body in a position where they're going to be low to the ground they're going to think about a hockey position not running around the pitch not doing stretching you know that because that's not a game relevant warm-up so when we're looking at subject knowledge we're looking about the relevance of anything we do being relevant to the game we're trying to teach I've walked past a school very quickly I've walked past a school before and uh a driven pass, sorry, and they're about to. I can see what they've got out. They're about to do a try golf lesson, and they've just been asked to do two laps of the playground first. Yeah, that's what you want. Your adrenaline going when you're about to take a golf shot. Yeah, you? So. and we're going to warm up for something, and then we're going to spend 15 minutes listening to the teacher explain it while we get cold again. <laughs> yeah. But that's a different story. Yeah. 
Right, well, before we finish, uh, at the time of recording, we are just after the BBC Sports Personality of the Year. So after all our chat about netball today, I just want to say thank you, well done to the uh, England netball team as well for getting the uh, Team of the Year award last night. Did they? They did indeed, yeah. In fact, they got Sporting Moment of the Year as well for the last minute uh, goal they scored against... Australia, Australia I think, Australia wasn't it? Australia it was, yes, yes. See, you're still watching it. Mm. So uh, anyway, guys, as always, thank you again for listening. Don't forget to check out all of the 12 podcasts in the TLGPE DNA programme and we'll see you again soon.